Well, what's going on, everybody? Welcome and thank you for tuning in to Barangay Podcast Network. I'm your host, Dominic Alcantara. This is episode 15. 15? Yeah. 15? No, 16. 15. Shit, I fucked that up. This is episode 16. Sorry. <laughs> episode 16. My bad. So today, I have a guest calling in from... You're in LA right now, right? I'm in LA. He's in LA. I have Free the Robots. Yes. Thank you for having me. Yeah, man. Thank you so much for doing this. Uh, it's a it's an honor. I, I was saying before before we got on the pod, like uh, I was introduced to Chris Free the Robots like not too long ago, like a month or two ago, by by our friend, a mutual friend, Mickey, and I didn't put the pieces together that that this Chris that I had met was actually was Free the Robots, even though I saw your name on flyers and things like that. Like I didn't even <laughs> <laughs> like it just didn't click for me, man. It really didn't click for me. So. Uh, I want to start off the conversation by asking, like, how how often do you come to the Philippines? Man, since 2010, I think I've been there every year at least once or twice. Um, Damn. Yeah, I just keep coming back, to be honest. Yeah. I still plan on coming back with more plans. Yeah. To come back <laughs> <laughs> just keep making plans always making plans yeah so for those time. of you who don't know free the robots is a is a producer hip-hop producer uh underground hip-hop producer some would say you know uh based out of la um he just put out a new album do you want to you want to talk Dr. about the album a little bit i uh, have listened to it a few times can i be very candid about it yeah for sure <laughs> yeah, man yeah, for sure a, okay go chill. ahead it's a podcast uh so i did a <laughs> accidentally did a little bit too much psychedelics and I ended up <laughs> completely leaving my body in, in in like a like shot my consciousness through a tunnel and and woke up in what I would think would be the Philippines uh, however far ancestry goes it could be Africa you know who knows but yeah, I yeah. did have a connection to what was happening and entities were telling me something but it was pulling me back there i mean i think that's what i got from it um yeah i mean that's the long that's the short story version of it because yeah, like in that state it's kind of a an eternity that that isn't really defined by time or space at all so right when you come back from something like that and whatever whatever you uh, you get back from it for some reason it was the philippines i don't know what it was but uh i was in the middle of working on an album my other free the robots album which is okay on its way but i just took a quick detour i literally just bought a ticket um and bounced (laughs) went over the philippines and um I had already been to this place called Shargao and I ended up just staying there for a few months and wow, just to work okay. on music, really, get, you know, get out of the city and, and uh, record in peace in a different environment. You know, I, I had already met a lot of friends there and, you know, the vibes were just right. You know, it was just, I, I feel like I needed to get out of my box of a studio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And a lot was happening so that, at the time. So that trip happened, was that in LA when that happened? Yeah, yeah. So you had that trip, trip. and it it was that heavy that you were like, I need to go to the Philippines and make some music? Uh, That's that's crazy. uh, It was like (laughs) just like one thing turned into another, and fractal patterns turned into jungles, and I I had pretty much vaporized and connected with 
every bit of energy around around me and yeah. uh yeah that's what i got from it i mean it, it probably i don't know if it was that like uh like specifically the philippines but i i did need to get away from what i what i was doing and i feel like yeah i mean it was it's obvious i mean it, it, philippines is a place that i go to all the time and you know mm-hmm. i was just there you know before the whole whole eternity that happened <laughs> and then yeah man it just all made sense and i recorded datu in uh three days in three yeah. days holy shit yeah i mean there's a you know, i was injured from a motorbike accident and it kind of kept me indoors too so <laughs> oh wow okay i didn't know <laughs> but, that um yeah i was literally sitting there in the corner of a room in a hut with like my arm up like rookie of the year style and uh <laughs> <laughs> and, and like one hand and my leg all cut but you know with the suit with so many limitations it sparks inspiration you know what i mean you're like right i'm so comfortable in my studio at home and i feel like leaving that comfort zone it, it, it'll spark a different type of inspiration you know what i mean like all this i've made my own studio a normal thing but being mm-hmm. out there injured with literally one keyboard you know a, a folder of samples and like computer with internet that kind of works not really i don't know it it it, it led to datu eventually yeah yeah well yeah that's dope man well since we're on the topic like uh before we go in like deeper on the album or anything or I, I don't really know where this conversation is going to go but since we're on the topic let's talk about like comfort zones and inspiration and things like that like i've always felt like i don't know i mean i'm not a musician so i'm a photographer who has worked with a lot of musicians i photograph for a lot of musicians yeah. and i've always felt like for me personally my comfort zone is being at the concert yeah. and photographing the concert you know, oh, cool. and that's that's in that's in any place, no matter where I'm at, wherever I'm traveling to for the show. You know yeah. what I mean? And like, that's interesting that you brought up that you you find you found more inspiration elsewhere from your own studio. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know why, but uh, yeah, I because usually it's weird to work on the road for me. Like I'm super uncomfortable. Yeah. Like if I'm on tour or something. The last thing, I'm, I'm big up to all my homies who can actually work on the road. I, I just can't do it. Like, I, my brain shuts yeah. down. And I think part of me was wanting to, to end that because I spent so much time on the road that a lot of time could be used, you know, being creative and mm-hmm. know, transmute the energies that, that, that you get from shows and traveling and all this information that you're taking in and, like, use that creatively. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, like... I, I, I'm, I'm feeling uh, more inspired by discomfort zones now, <laughs> if that makes yeah, any sense. Yeah, man. Yeah. No, totally, totally. I, I really believe in that. Like the, um, the idea of just like putting yourself in a position where you're like, okay, I am not comfortable here. I need to learn how to adjust and adapt to this yeah. and figure out how to be a person again in a new place where you have a new situation going on, you know? And, and something you mentioned, Mark actually told, you know, Mark? Mark, which one? Mark Redito. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. So um, Mark actually said the same thing. He was like, I cannot create music on tour. He, he said the same thing on the episode. Oh, yeah. He cannot make music on tour. Not at all. 
It's like a shutdown, uh, like mental shutdown. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, it's tough, especially when you're traveling. There's so many stresses involved with traveling. And if you're doing a tour and you're doing shows, there's just too much shit going on to worry about creating. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. For sure. But yeah, it's, it's good to get over that. Because um, if you spend most of your time, well, you know, I, I spent the, the better part of the past decade on the road. And yeah, it's it's not. <laughs> I could have I could have had like ten albums by now like if, I, <laughs> if I had you know learned how to use that energy. But yeah, it happens. And I'm learning now. Every, every day a, we're all learning. That's all good, man. It's all good. We're all learning. I, I mean, you have how many projects have you put out now? I don't even know really. Uh, not uh, maybe like three, four albums or something, and like some EPs, mm-hmm. some side projects, uh, some rap stuff. Um, I don't know. I haven't really looked at my discography. You just kind of go yeah. with it. Yeah. It just goes, yeah. Yeah, it goes. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Um, so, like, with your discography, though, like, have you kind of experienced, I don't want to say experienced, but, you know, experimented with, with different genres and different sounds? Oh, you yeah, have. yeah. Constantly, so, yeah. So, how does that process go from like making something in underground hip hop and then making something with Datu, for example, that is very, you know, very Filipino. It has a lot of Filipino roots in it. And it's like, how do you balance out the two? Okay. Yeah. Uh, this uh, Datu was fully inspired by, um, not only indigenous, indigenous music, but indigenous culture because mm-hmm. of their approach to uh, life it like the the music obviously was created not for the purpose we make music like we have other you know we're, we're out here recording and putting it out and like getting a fan base where um, the indigenous were you know, it, it was it was a spiritual thing it was like an in the moment thing nothing was really it, it was healing you know what I'm saying yeah yeah so, of course <clears throat> so yeah there's structures you know it wasn't like structured like today's music and like the pop world or whatever it was just let's go you know what I mean yeah. that's why like some of the songs on Datu like really just are that you know what I mean there's no structure yeah. at all it's just it just keeps going and then it ends you know um and no nah, but that's yeah. so dope though that's so dope yeah. like I've listened to the album a couple of times already and it's only like 30 minutes 35 minutes right yeah it's a quick all the tracks quick are the tracks are like as long as they need to be so you know yeah. they get the they get the point across you get the feel of it and like you understand the expression and you know yeah, 12 songs, 32 minutes. Yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> and, <laughs> and like, <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, it's very to the point. It's, it's every track has, you feel the expression right away, what the, what the vibe is for it. And then you just on to the next one, you know, yeah. that's, that's super dope to me. That's super dope yeah. to me. It was the, the most, the least thought out record I've ever done in my life. And it was, yeah. that was the point of it. It was, it yeah. was kind of like my way of trying to connect to how things were done in our bloodline you know what i mean and yeah there's so many 
we have thousands and thousands of years be before whatever got to us now like you're you know you're from new york uh mm-hmm. we're we're filipino american ish yeah. um but before us there was like the the bloodline the dna chain of what really made us who we are that there's there's so much more behind that than you know what just happened when we made it to america and uh and uh you know and just, everything changed just, yeah everything <laughs> just changed it was like yeah. we just yeah but like we still have that kind of connect like we want to connect with what was before it's like there's yeah so for much, sure like, yeah there's I, like yeah sorry i think on. that's why that's why both of us keep coming back here you know like i came here yeah. several times as a kid growing up and you know every time i experienced something different whether it was seeing my my dad's province and his family and everything like that and my mom's mm-hmm. provinces and all the places she grew up and you know like there's always that that like that thirst for for understanding kind of where we came yeah. from yeah you i know? mean i think it's a subconscious thing we can't we can't control yeah. that this yeah. is this is in our our blood like yeah which is you know we're born with traits that we you, you had no control over you were born mm-hmm. with stuff literally from what happened before you and that's why i believe like we have this connection to this land like why we have this connection to the ocean or the forest or or anything you know before all this craziness yeah <laughs> like you know i love it i'm not you know not to not to dumb down like our american experience like it was it was beautiful but you know there's part there really is a part of our subconscious that's connected to this land and um our roots uh, our culture that that has been kind of blocked from us like you know in Word. america like how much of filipino culture did you actually learn in school or other than you know just in school nothing. none absolutely yeah absolutely <laughs> none like, no. absolutely such nothing a crazy rich background <laughs> yeah things that happen good and like terrible you know what i mean like yeah you start doing the research yourself you start you know buying your books and like you know because ain't nobody gonna tell you that like yeah you word, gotta yeah. do the research on your um yourself and uh that yeah research no, it totally came through sense. in an experience for me yeah yeah so let's yeah. talk about that experience like so so when you say that you recorded you said you recorded all the all the you, you said you recorded in three days mm-hmm. yeah three days so these are recordings these are like field recordings of, yeah. of uh, things part, that are going on me. around you yeah some field recordings um once again simple mic i had some samples you know like i, I had this yeah. in, in my head um you know kind of for a while uh because, you know, I, I started, like, I, I was put on the games to, to some records that, you know, some friends over there, oh, these crazy tribal samples, and um, uh, eventually I could probably do something with that. So I had been collecting certain things, you know, I kind of okay, have a okay. folder of recordings of vinyl stuff that I find, and, and whenever I find uh, Filipino vinyl, I, I pick it up anywhere. Oh, I mean, word. Yeah, like, yeah. I found it randomly, like, all over the world from mainly Cubao, uh, yeah, some, of some, course. Store, some shops over here, like in Spain, in Japan, like you'll find records. And, Word, um, yeah. Yeah, just kind of just collected stuff. 
so you've just been collecting and collecting and and so so this album is it's not just field recordings it's kind of a mix of things that you've experienced and found on your own yeah uh i mean that that's also i mean that, that would be the hip-hop connection for yeah me. for sure like, for sure as hip-hop <laughs> you know what i mean like sample but you know use field recordings and also i brought a little keyboard you know what i mean to play the bass lines and all that stuff yeah uh, yeah it's yeah. simple man yeah do you, do you have a favorite track on the album um i i think the album just kind of blends into one i think it's one of those short albums that you got to listen to from beginning to end to kind of get oh, the full for sure. experience uh yeah. i don't have a favorite i mean i i just kind of had fun doing the entire thing mm-hmm. um but yeah i kind of yeah i try to go cover like there's so much different like uh areas in the philippines and you know i had to get the nose flute the Uli Bao and then the the Kulintang and all the just the, the the instruments you know what I mean cover that and then at the yeah. end was the sample that I used like that's more of a Tagalog sample like modern maybe I don't know I think it, I forgot what that is. <laughs> it was like yeah. the, maybe the 60s <laughs> yeah, see I, I don't yeah. see I don't know too much about like like Filipino music in general about you yeah. know Filipino instruments and things like that it's never been shown to me like I've only seen it probably in like museums or something like that you know yeah. like i don't even i don't even know what i've experienced i've i've, I've seen very little filipino instrumentation like like yeah. real traditional stuff and so are these bro even i don't really even speak tagalog particularly well like are these song titles mostly instruments or <laughs> uh some of them like, i mean it's not even all like this different languages in there oh, as word. well. Oh, okay. See, I don't even know. Uh, I mean, <laughs> there's so many languages in the Philippines. I actually, I just, some of these uh, have that have sample-based, I just actually mm-hmm. used the name of the sample that was written on the record. Oh, fire. Or was, you know what I mean? I'm just like, yeah, yeah. hey, you know, I'm not trying to dodge anything. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. hey, it, it's standing <laughs> here, and I don't know what this word means, but... Um, but here we are. There we as are. long as the music's tight <laughs> yeah I, I wanted it to be you know and then there was other ones like Tikbalang which is like a like a a horse it's like a, a Filipino folklore folklore character mm-hmm. um use that uh that was just you know we were in Shargao and I was looking at a funny book and I was like what is this little horse head <laughs> thing and I was like I'll just use that name <laughs> <You know? laughs> Yeah, the whole process yeah, was not, it, why not thought out about it at all. Even like that's yeah, yeah. putting it out like the vinyl. The, the, I wasn't even gonna put a vinyl out, and weirdly, uh, a French uh, uh, company hit me up, and I was like, "All right, cool." And there's gonna be a cassette tape now, and uh, but you know, none of this was really thought out because it's not on a label, you know, just kind of completely DIY styles. Yeah, yeah. No, that's dope. Uh, yeah, so let's talk about that. So you're doing a vinyl run for this new album, uh, and you're doing crowdfunding on uh, crowdfunding, crowdfunding. Yeah, it's a crowdfunded thing. Like, yeah, so it's a crowdfunded thing. So, so if anybody's listening and and you've heard Free the Robots, if you've heard the album, he is doing a short run on the album on the vinyl. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's on diggersfactory.com. Uh, sorry, it's has <laughs> to ship from the Europe, but. Uh, it was the company that hit me up and, and 
I know it can be rough, but I'm gonna pay for that shipping. Inexpensive, <laughs> enough, hopefully. Um, yeah, people yeah, are still I mean, gonna 300, buy. Three hundred limited. I wanted to keep it limited like that, and uh, you know, it's on its way. Yeah, we're not. It totally makes sense. Yeah. Totally makes sense. Yeah. So when I was listening to the album, I was like, I was feeling so many different things because, like, it's such a crazy blend, man. Like, <laughs> listen, yeah. like. It kind yeah. of reminds me, so one of the most similar projects that I can think of, I mean, not similar, but like an idea, I guess. Uh, there's this rapper from New York who goes by the name Elucid. Mm-hmm. Um, he's done, I remember, shit, I don't remember where he went, but I think he was just like, he pulled the most deaf and just went somewhere in Africa and just disappeared for a while and yeah, just came respect. back with an album. Yeah, yeah same I, thing. I he like came back with an album. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And it, yeah. It, I guess for him, it, it, the same experience, it just put him in a totally different mental space and it allowed him to kind of express something different. But yeah. going back to your album, man, like the drums just fucking hit, man. <laughs> oh, that's that's my thing, man. I love drums. Like, I, I the drums is fucking... on drums. If I could just yeah. listen to drums, I'd be fine. You know what I mean? As long as I recorded right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But man. yeah, it, it's... <laughs> But that's the back to the tribalism thing, you know what I mean? A lot of mm-hmm. indigenous music was just drums. So you connect to that type. You're like, once another subconscious thing, part of us, we connect to drums. Right. Africans, you know, back in the day, or, or any culture, like, you know, they had their drums. We had gongs and we had drums and we had percussion is just like, and rhythms, like that's the base of everything. And um, yeah, yeah, that's what I connect to most. Like That's what I paid most attention to, to be honest. Yeah. yeah no it totally makes sense <laughs> totally makes sense and, and like yeah. it shows it shows because like the drums are just so fire man <laughs> the drums are so fire but yeah it, it's it's such an interesting feeling listening to like traditional filipino stuff that like uh, you know i've heard on occasion and then just yeah. hearing it on some hip-hop like yeah bro, that's so wild to me different... i never i never really thought that was gonna happen i i didn't think it was gonna happen in in that context like because there are other artists out there like like i mentioned mark before mark and i are very good friends and like mm-hmm. he doesn't exactly experiment too much with with his the filipino roots although he does have the new tropical album which is you know he does but it's also his first time doing it and i'm, I'm yeah. wondering like like is there something going on that's inspiring people inspiring you inspiring mark to to want to do this right now um uh maybe there's some sort of world energy that we can't <laughs> we that, can't that, control that, that we, just we just don't, don't know, know about right you know what i mean like we don't there's one thing we just that's certain we just don't know anything so there's a there could be a reason be behind a lot of this a lot of what's happening right now um creatively you know like it's maybe there's another source that's trying to like bring us back who knows but um yeah i mean clearly my inspiration came from an experience but uh um that was it it, it, it's that uh connecting with that type of mind state that um Mm -hmm. You know what I'm? Uh, it, it's hard for me to explain without getting way too out there. You know what I mean? I, I, sometimes I get on like space zone, but yeah, word. I'd be thinking about no, this a lot. Good. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I yeah. No, I totally, to get it, to I, I totally yeah. get it, man. I totally get it. I totally get it. I totally get it. 
But um, you know what? Let's let's move the conversation elsewhere. Um, yeah, yeah. I should have brought. I should have just gone into this earlier. You want to talk more about your your background as a producer? You know, growing up, how how you got started, where you got started, and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm originally from Santa Ana, California. Uh, place that the hood orange county um it's close to la but you know if you were into underground music or if you were like uh just not about what was around you like just the normal thing wasn't talking to you you kind of just connected with a certain group of people or you just found your tribe you know what i mean and that tribe was yeah for sure that it was like people who were not trying to be part of what was fed to us like in this american dream life so it yeah. was the underground hip-hop heads the punks the uh the you know the rastas like you know there's everything it's a melting pot you know what i mean and you're sharing ideas based on the fact that you can connect on that like level like it doesn't even matter what genre it's just if everything else kind of if you're in the suburbs which where i was and it didn't mm-hmm. it just like felt like bullshit then you you got that and that's what kind of created free the robots honestly like going to punk yeah. shows and going to hip-hop shows and seeing the diy like energy of just like you know what fuck this like whatever and then you know going to record stores and just like being part of that weird community of just like energy just creative energy and yeah um, yeah i don't mean yeah. to interrupt but how how old were you when you had the realization that you were like i don't want to be involved with what they're feeding me like because for me it hit at like i think i think maybe 13 or 14 years old yeah like i knew it pretty young that i was like i need something different mm-hmm when did that hit for you? I was pretty young, actually. It was funny because um, I lived in a like an experimental neighborhood. I feel like it was weird because word. What does that um, mean? <laughs> I don't know. It, it, for me, it just, it, it's strange, man. It, it was like it was like the Truman. Sh- it was like an experiment on us. Like the kid. It was a very diverse place. You know what I mean? But it was okay. Uh, okay. It's the suburbs, you know, in Orange County, and um, yeah. Uh, you know, I kind of connected with fellow minorities over there because, you know, they, it, it, we were all just kind of messed with by cops all the time. And it was that yeah, era, course. you know what I mean? Like, of course, yeah. Know, public Enemy, NWA era. That was what we, we were listening to back in those days. And as a kid, you kind of listen to the lyrics and then you kind of get like, oh, okay, you know, and then you kind of experience it around you. You feel like a little bit of racism here and like <laughs> just getting fucked with yeah. all the time by authority figures. So it Don't makes work. you kind of like, uh, at that age, you become, you, you gain that kind of like rebellious nature and, yeah. and you kind of apply that to the rest of your life. And it's great because if I've used that energy like up till this day like it, it keeps me thinking outside of the box like you know what I mean I'm not gonna judge because everyone has a very different experience but mm-hmm. respect the fact that even though you parts of your upbringing may be negative if you don't look at it that way you can just kind of 
all right, look, that happened, yeah. and it actually made me a stronger person today, and it made exactly. me a more creative person today, and honestly, yeah, just going with it. But, yeah, yeah. no, exactly. That's that's how I like to look at it too, because I grew up, I grew up in like the rural suburbs of New Jersey. Yeah, I feel you. In man. a very in a very white place, uh-huh. and that's why it hit me so young i was like yeah i need to find i can't be like these people <laughs> like yeah. i don't i don't fit in here i'm just gonna find my own shit you know and like for me it started with underground hip-hop like i got into uh fuck Wu-Tang. who was the first one wu-tang of course <laughs> yeah i mean i mean i've been listening to like I, but nah, even aside from Wu-Tang, because Wu-Tang isn't really that underground. Like, a lot of yeah. people know Wu-Tang, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, like I see time, like, though, in, like, the 90s yeah, or something, that was of like, Of course. Ooh. But, I mean, growing up, for me, I, the the white kids in my high school, every once in a while, I'd see a Wu-Tang shirt, and I'm just like, whoa. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, I'm like, right. yeah, I get it. <laughs> okay. But yeah, for so me, it was, was like... The, uh, yeah, what was your kind of, like, like, what would you grow up on? Bro, for me, the first one, the one who opened the door to, to the underground stuff that, like, I, I live with now is Dumbfounded. Oh, hell yeah, the Hobie, man. Yeah, bro. He's Dumbfounded, great. like, Dumbfounded, like, when he was doing the, um, he had the two video series on YouTube. One of them was the, the, the Knocksteady. Yep. Yeah, the, yeah, the, I was the, on that. The, yeah, you were on that. Yeah, Knocksteady, yeah. and then there was, um, the Hotbox. The hotbox um, where he was hotboxing the car and bringing rappers on, and they would just rap. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, bro. But like the amount of people that I found through his videos, and then ended up meeting and working with over the years, was just like so bizarre. It's still bizarre to me that like ten years later, I'm still like you, for example. I'm on this podcast with you, even though we've only met once or twice in person. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's super crazy, man. But. Like, yeah, for me, it was Dumbfounded first, and then, like, Driver, No Can, Open Mike Eagle. Oh, okay. Uh, Crazy. Like, do you know Milo? Yeah, of course, man. Milo Milo is, like, my big OG. Like, me and him are very close. He's, like, a big brother to me. Oh, wow. Uh, people like that. Yeah, man. Oh, that's uh, like, cool. Like, what was your, what was your, like, your crew, your generation group? Like, what, what was that like and who were coexisting with you? Um... <laughs> what era <laughs> like during yeah. free the robots before free the robots like when you first got started when you first got started oh um cousins man just cousins and like introducing you to rap music so yeah I'm, word. I'm I'm pretty like old <laughs> just gonna that out <laughs> so it's gonna sound pretty ancient but like nah it's all good you know, my first music was too short life was too short um and uh, yeah. straight out of Compton uh, yeah. The first actual CD that I had bought for myself was uh, Souls of Mischief. <laughs> the, Word. Which okay. is crazy because I even- eventually collaborated with Opio from Souls of Mischief. Yeah, yeah. And That's like, crazy. Man, uh, your CD was the first CD that I ever bought. You know? But even <laughs> that, like, it was like the, you know, the Miami bass movement, like Two Live Crew, anything like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. At the early uh, part of, like, at the, when hip hop was just uh, getting out there, uh, right. you were just kind of attracted to like uh, everything, the, the raunchy shit. Like, oh, yeah. did he really say that bad word? Or you know, like now <laughs> did he really it's like, rap about normal, that? <laughs> but like, 
back in the day was like, oh, if you heard Two Live Crew, it's like, oh, they're rapping about some, you know, crazy shit. And like, I don't know. But yeah, that was kind of the upbringing. Now it's super normalized. Like when I was like really, really young. But then, you know, becoming an adult and like trying, like understanding myself was, you know, definitely like all forms of hip hop, really. Like New York Mm -hmm. hip hop, like from the Pete Rocks, the Gangstars, and uh, Wu-Tangs, and Tribes, and, and everything, and clearly Dilla in, the, in Detroit, and of course, I loved yeah. all forms of rap, loved Southern rap, loved West Coast rap, and everything was just dope to me, you know, like Northern Cali yeah. shit, like, uh, and it had every, it had a different mood for everything, um, yep. yeah, but that was, you know, that's, and that's, until I started going to actual underground hip hop shows that that uh, shared the same venues as diff- other genres, uh, that's when I started getting into other other worlds like hardcore punk and, and like other versions of experimental music that that would stem from Word. that world and hip hop. It's always kind of a blending of these two different cultures since the get since the seventies, you know. And yeah, of course, yeah. definitely. Definitely, that's that's always been prominent. No matter where you go, like that's always been a thing. Uh, just that the punk and hip hop at the same time has always been. They've always coincided in some ways, oh, whether yeah. people like it or not. Not a lot of people like both. <laughs> yeah, you know. It's, but it's, the people who do, you know why they do, and there's a reason they do. You know. Yeah. But yeah. Um, but going back to my question before, like I, I was wondering, like who when you became Free the Robots, like who what what were the people around you who were also kind of just starting out? In, in um, music well uh, fr- it was weird because there was a, a thing that was happening in LA that we couldn't really explain there was not at the time there was not like a real um, solid LA sound for electronic music and Word, yeah. it was kind of birthed out of like rave culture um hip-hop culture that kind of met and punk culture just diy culture in general and like i grew up you know djing going to raves and, and hip-hop shows with uh, the gas lamp killer we were like 16 Word, yeah. and like his worlds too like he's a san diego guy i was in orange county we would all go up to la and just get with all the what was happening over there I and mean, it was like certain weird nights that were happening uh and, and weird warehouse things that were happening but still, there was no, like, home yet. But you mm-hmm. kind of, yeah, like, at the at the birth of Free the Robots, like, the, the people I was hanging out with were just mainly DJs and weirdos. Like, the DJs that everyone really hated, to be honest. <laughs> like, people <laughs> hated Gaslamp Killer. His name is yeah, the Gaslamp yeah, yeah. Killer because he killed the dance floor. Not in a good way. <laughs> in a good way for us. For the nerds and the b-boys what? like us. But... I mean, this is yeah. This, I did is, not this, know is that. The, this is the thing, though. <laughs> like, it's hard to imagine that because you know these like these types of people and where they've gone in their careers. Like, you know, your flying lotuses and Daedaluses and no such things and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But in the beginning, you're at the cause of something new, and that cause is not necessarily the thing that is attra- like attracts huge audiences at first you know people like what is this weirdo doing you know (laughs) yeah but you know that's that's kind of part of the process of being part of the cause 
You yeah, know, exactly. At, at exactly. doing something completely new that doesn't exist, because, um, and you know, it's important not to be judgmental as an artist to be like, oh no, they're not on my level. Like, fuck this. Like, I whatever. Do your shit. Like, if you have something to express and be creative and uh, and have a platform to do so, then do it. And yeah, that's who I surrounded myself around was just weirdos and people that I, I <laughs> thought were eccentric in, in their art or just like the things they would do um yeah I it's it's a very like inspiring energy to be around and being in a place like LA was I'm grateful that that was all around it was not it wasn't hard to right. find anywhere you know you can just right. like, alright see what's right. happening here and then the low end yeah. theory happened and just dropped the bomb on the everything coast, happened basically. <laughs> i'm just like whoa yep people are listening <laughs> yeah bro people are listening <laughs> yeah, people don't hate us anymore it, it, yeah it, it, it could like happen almost like not overnight but you just saw it you just like oh the, you just felt this 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 thing about the burst like and it did it just it gained all this crazy attention like everyone from Prince to Erica Badu to mm-hmm. Tom York to James Blake have gone to this end. place like as fans <laughs> yeah. and, and like played as you know what I mean like like just just to, to feel a, a pure energy of just kids doing something completely different you know and you kind of just I mean you've been there before I, I don't know which night it was but like if you have you did you feel like i don't know i don't know what it's weird because there's like a lot of different eras of low end theory because it was on for like 12 or 13 years or something but the um yeah it's still like from beginning to end it was always dope yeah yeah i mean i've even gone to i've even gone to bananas for verbs mm-hmm. you know verbs <laughs> yeah, yeah, <man>. <laughs> I've, yeah <laughs> I've even gone to bananas and even there it's like you still feel that the same energy of of like this is something completely different but it's still hip-hop and we love it because it's still hip-hop and it's all kind of hip-hop you know exactly and like yeah. i'm coming from new york city i only know one or actually that night that night i was at bananas prem rock was there from new york too mm-hmm. so I, I knew two people there and i was just like i don't know what the hell is going on but this is beautiful this yeah. is like this is like a beautiful experience for hip hop music. Even no matter how many people are there, no matter who's there, it doesn't matter. Like it's just we're just experiencing the music. Yeah, yeah. I mean, once again, it's just like it's if, fucking if you beautiful, get a man. Few people in the in the same room who have that same vibe of just like, you know what? This is for us. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, 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 it's very. Because, you know, it's so easy to go out and be entertained. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, exactly. It, it, it's it's like that instant dopamine. Like, you can slide out to any spot. You'll know every single song. But if you're not, you know, if you want to take it a little further, um, you know, you can choose a place with a different vibe, different energy of people that are just like, you know, like, we're bored, man. Like, we, we got to create something for ourselves. And yeah, you get enough people doing that that's when you have a movement that's when you have like real innovation that the world could actually like us at the low theory like the, a career like in, in music <laughs> what 
<laughs> is that's something that we ne- like no one was like okay no we're we're the background it's the rappers or the you know what I mean like beats like how are you gonna do that and we all know what happened there like yeah LA yeah. finally had a sound it was weird because you know there was <laughs> uh, Detroit New York techno and house and then you know the Miami bass thing and yeah uh, you know Chicago's always had like so many different forms of electronic music that's that's worked and 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 um you know la's was this weird blending of thumping beats you know yeah <clears throat> all different styles no that's so yeah. beautiful man that's so beautiful uh, in some ways i feel like i missed out because i was in new york and not in la but i totally didn't miss out because i was still in new york and i was uh, still 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 getting york, all of that man. shit like, too there's always <laughs> something happening over there like yeah for sure yeah for and sure it, but it, yeah, it's, it's on, a world thing you know what i mean like it, it you know clearly in its beginnings it's in these weird places but we're on the internet man like you can yeah we make something and then i'll somebody from botswana will like oh what's this you know what i mean it, it's we're world connected now you know yeah so you've been you've been really pushing the boundaries throughout your whole career even now where you're putting out this datu album and it's extremely experimental in, in indigenous and, and Filipino in itself. And it's it's so beautiful. And it's like, it's really something that you've done throughout your whole career and just pushing boundaries, doing something different, you know, uh, and you found comfort in that. You found a niche in that. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't feel like it's staying stagnant is my thing. Or, um, because it's not, I don't know, like, I, I, I try not to be affected by uh, the money side of things. Like, you know, you clearly want to make a living and everything, but you also want to make something. This is this is your soul, your heart and soul into something that's going to exist forever. You know what I mean? This is kind of like a piece of your diary that you're sharing with the world. You want it to be come from a, like a, a an honest place and it can't you can't just I don't know. For I, I, I guess it comes back to my rebellious nature um, mm-hmm. of upbringings, where the moment I feel comfortable about something, I'm like, ah, it's on to the next. You know what I mean? It, it, it's, yeah, word. It's a subconscious thing, and yeah, I'll tell you, even the next record is completely different from anything that I've done. Uh, oh, not completely yeah. different, but you know, it's it's going in yeah. a lot of different directions. I got different vocalists on this now being a little bit more collaborative with people um but yeah it's just the constant like any any artist will always have this constant journey if they're not gonna the reason why they're artists is <laughs> it's too creative like yeah you want to yeah you want to you want to keep creating something keep keep creating the same thing then i don't know what's there might the be point another moti- like, <laughs> motivation behind there yeah so i i've been like man i've been trying my whole life to to get to convert more people i don't uh, to convert more people into you know kind of maybe checking out the indie stuff you know maybe check Mm. out some underground stuff like you might like it you never know i mean the main thing is in that sense it's not really a converting i feel like it's just offering and offering introducing yeah. introducing and it's you know it's like a take it or leave it you know what i mean you might it's as long as it's there it's like you might like this now or you might hate it but you might like it later 
it's just like yeah. this is you know um it's it's being able to be like uh, this this exists too you know what i mean it's not yeah i don't like to force any ideas on anybody of course yeah me too um, but i am gonna say this if you're listening to this right now for the past 40 minutes go bump that new free the robots album <laughs> <laughs> thank, you. thank you yeah <laughs> it connects if you're in the philippines i hopefully it connects with you out there yeah bro yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of filipino people listening to this so <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah um yeah man i think this has been a pretty solid episode i do have a couple of final questions for you if you're cool with that yes of course man keep going uh wait first i wanted to ask since you brought it up just a minute ago how soon are you releasing the next project i'm looking at i'm actually trying to get it, this out by like march or april Oh, okay, okay, year. okay. It's really cool. I mean, it's done. I, I finished my last recording session with um, a vocalist yesterday, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, a Cambodian singer from this band called Dengue Fever. Uh, wow. They're amazing. You should definitely check them out. Okay, okay. Yeah. And then, yeah, finished the other... Everything's just, like, ready to go. I think I have one more song that I kind of wanted to finish, but... Um, it's with Salami Rose, Joe Lewis, but she's on tour right now. Uh, uh, okay, okay. If I'm able to, hopefully, uh, hopefully time aligns to where I can finish the track with her because we started something. It's, it's almost ready, but I'm hoping for just like <laughs> March, April, which I'll be there. Yeah. Actually, I'll be in the Philippines while that's releasing. <laughs> oh, really? When yeah. are you gonna be here? For how long? I'm gonna be there in February and March, so I'm gonna be in Manila for. A little bit and then um Shargao for a month maybe more oh fire see what fire. happens fire i imagine you'll be doing some shows too yeah yeah i'd, I'd hope so I, I always love playing manila man it, it's to be honest it's not always the best turnout for me anymore but mm-hmm. it's it, it's whoever does show up is very appreciative and um shows a lot of love for sure you know what i mean yeah it's yeah it's you you were there last time like at, at Boogie yeah. I played play this weird ass set <laughs> and the one um, at Mickey's shop yeah yeah I was like I don't even know what type of yeah, vibe bro. I think, yeah I was like <laughs> I was like it was like a party vibe and then I just destroyed it by playing like dirt I'm like oh damn my bad dude cause I thought it was like just for a radio thing you know I had this set prep for a, a radio show and I'm like oh damn I didn't know I was gonna play for a bunch of people <laughs> oh yeah mickey's party yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> that's all good it's all good that's a good thing though because you're exposing people to, to a new experience in music you know what i mean that that they else otherwise would not have seen you know? yeah 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 and, and you know that's that's all i can ask for it's not you know i don't mind if people like it or not it's it's i'd like to share it that's it you know what i mean like that's if, good, man. I, I have a show on on NTS radio that's the weirdest show ever and people like it <laughs> I, I'm, yeah i trip out it's it's we play the weirdest shit and um <laughs> and yeah i mean we're like i'm i'm excited i'm still we still have a lot of fun doing it and giving yeah. some a lot of solid honest feedback but that's it's well, where is fun to share this type of music what's that where is that at uh, NTS Radio, it's a London, LA based uh, oh. online radio show. Um, Whoa, I haven't heard about that. 
yeah i'll send it to you it's 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 cool it's just if you go on nts.live um there's a huge lineup of different people and if you really want to get in touch with a lot of different type of artists you know on the same Mm -hmm. vibe of or everything anything is on that show man it's it's like a public you know artist underground thing yeah and and they they get some serious people actually our next show which is next week we have the new york the people from new york like who created experimental music basically it was actually the the band of jean-michel basquiat in the 70s mm-hmm. and they They're... had a band they started a band in like 79 so it was basquiat michael holman who was the host of graffiti rock back in the day yeah yeah, yeah. and this guy nick taylor um and uh what do we call it <laughs> the guy, what's his name? He's a he's a trippy like director. Uh, he he made Buffalo '66. You know what I'm talking okay, about? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm familiar with Buffalo '66. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, they they were just like New York downtown dudes that that just made a band based on the fact that they like didn't know what they were doing and no one really knew how to play whatever and they just like fucked around and they created experimental one of the most innovative things to happen out of the 70s um and yep they're gonna be on that's wild. the show next week or that's the last wild. living member members yeah that's vincent wild, gala that's man. his name <laughs> <laughs> vincent gala he's the other guy Word. wait so how does that work are you are you in studio with them or are you like we're uh, doing right now um well, yeah, kind of like, yeah, because they're in New York, so... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but we're... Actually, I did a record, like, I did a remix for them, and it's like a whole remix album with... Oh, what the fuck? With the actual album that they're going to release. It's a, it's going to be released on Black Friday, and uh, we're premiering the record on the show, and then they're also going to... Um, they also sent me all these tracks for, like, what inspired them at the time like yeah. what were they listening to because <laughs> you know they were some trippy dudes man like yeah, we're talking course. about Basquiat <laughs> here man like, yeah, the, like <laughs> inter- they were doing some artists <laughs> of this century uh, and like these amazing other members who were just like part of the downtown New York scene in the 70s right and shoot like a lot stemmed from that like we talking about the, yeah. the blending of punk and hip hop those guys will you know that's that's the force right there yeah for sure that's beautiful man that's beautiful yeah good for you that's dope um yeah thank you yeah yeah uh i did want to ask you just one last question like you've had you've had an interesting journey like what's what's one of the most meaningful moments of your career so far do you have anything in particular um the most meaningful moment was realizing that i had an international audience because when you yeah when you first do this like as a neighborhood dude from a really crappy part of town <laughs> not crappy part of town <laughs> i'll take that back but you know just you know we're just you you make this music and you 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 get excited that it even reach, reaches your neighborhood or past your neighborhood like right at least in those days in the 90s it was like you know, you, you put a mixtape out and, and that if, if you find a bootleg of your shit in another town, you're like, oh, stoked. 
<laughs> That's and a good then, thing. The bootleg is yeah, a good thing. Yeah, and then just <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like the it's like the coolest thing to like be. Oh, yeah, shit, we're... like people know me in 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 L.A. You know what I mean? Or or yeah, the Inland Empire, whatever. Like just different. Like you in New York. Like if you in the in the in that era, if you had if you're from Brooklyn and they were listening to you in Manhattan or something, you're like oh or whatever. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. that's um, a big deal. Yeah, just like no, like realizing that there was a international audience listening to this shit that I've been making in my room, <laughs> and like being able to tour out there for years—that's mm-hmm. it's you just know that your mission as a musician is just like okay. Uh, not that I'm like it's just. It's cool. It's it's speaking to people. You know what I mean on a worldwide scale. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's, that's amazing, of... man. That's amazing. That's that's really what it's all about, and it's that's how it's worked out for you over the years, and that's perfect, man. That's perfect. Yeah. And yeah, I I just want to continue to do this. I mean, this is the only thing that I do. <laughs> this is yeah. just, just music, man. So. <laughs> uh, yeah that's it really like the, it, it, it's just it's, it's a beautiful thing to be able to share it with people and, and and you know you're 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 sharing it with essentially the people that you were like if you were the weird misfit that that didn't connect with this you were extremely excited when when a certain group or a band came into your town and you're like oh yeah like you have that you, you like you have this power to speak to these kids that just like have the same situation as we had growing up on some like yeah bro you know like this is boring i need something new and then they in turn turn what they hear from you and then and create another thing and it's just this whole cause and effect like creative explosion you know what i mean it's like a big bang you know you're at the which i'm not gonna be the beginning like because i was inspired by other people before me but it's just, it's cool to see this evolve on a worldwide scale, and you see like people doing similar things, but then taking it further. You know what I mean? And in different directions, yeah. In different directions, sure. you're we're essentially just changing culture. Yeah. In general. Exactly. Yeah, Shit, like, that's a perfect place to end. We are changing culture, ladies and gentlemen. We exactly. are changing culture. People like it's... Free the Robots are changing culture. Has been for a long time. <laughs> I've been listening to this dude for a long time. Uh, <laughs> since I was a kid, um, yeah. yeah, or making it evolve somehow. <laughs> exactly, changing culture, making it evolve, and keeping it going, man. Exactly. Yeah. All right, man. Thank you for coming on. You have anything else you want to plug? Obviously, um, the album, the vinyl release. Yeah, that's about it. Maybe uh, just listen to it. <laughs> See what happens. <laughs> if you like it, if you don't, it's all good. You can throw it away. You can. Uh, I don't know. It, it, there's <laughs> ways to find it. There's ways to find it. I'm sure the link will, will show up. There. Hope, oh yeah, we'll listen, have, listen to it with an open mind, and, and uh, you know, I hope it connects with you somehow. Yeah. All right, everybody. All right. That's it from us. That's As always, it. I'm Dominic Alcantara, your host from the Philippines, and I have Freed the Robots in LA. That's yes, gonna be yes. it for us. All right. Thank, thank you, you everybody. very much. Thank you for listening. All right. Peace. Peace. Just wanted to thank everybody for tuning in to today's episode with Free the Robots. 
I didn't give him the best plug there at the end, so I just wanted to come back and say, uh, be sure to check out his new album, Datu, which is available on Spotify, and you can check out the vinyl release as well. The links to that are on his Instagram. Okay, so here's a little clip from one of his tracks playing right now. Uh, yeah, thank you again for tuning in. Peace.